0: What's up what to do man it's your boy dead gamer aka player one and welcome to another episode of the gamers Den. this is your first time here this is the show where i go over video game news tech news and a little bit of everything else and we start this thing off with a thing called quick hits so we got two things to uh start off with quick hits you know what i'm saying and we, you know we light lighthearted this time around you know what i'm saying we're gonna ease into some more light-hearted things i know we've been getting real deep and we've been going left right up down d-pad directional button this button pk all kinds of tech and 10 hit combos and, and what else or whatnot but let's go ahead and ease into this stuff and ease into this stuff with some light-hearted joy right headline reads a modder has turned a fisher price toy controller into a working xbox controller now i saw this and i figured it'd be pretty funny to go over you know it's like you turned a what into a what you know what i'm saying <laughs> like like what's going on here so as you can see this is the controller that he turned into an xbox controller so i mean it definitely has the button placement and everything but the fact that he made this a functioning controller for uh, a whole console is is mad funny so let's go ahead and get into it Oh no, no oh no that's two old people okay so yeah you know i do this in real time you know what i'm saying we do this in real time i had to make it big that way i can actually read you know i'm from the school of reading and i can't be fumbling over my words man because i can't see them rudism who described himself as a quote unquote builder of bizarre controllers has managed to take a Fisher-Price Game & Learn controller and mod it so it could be used as an Xbox controller. According to Roodism, the controller, quote-unquote, can do anything a standard controller can do, plus it still makes all the annoying sounds it did originally. So that's just mad funny in itself, right? So he apparently did this, and that's crazy. So let's keep going into the article here. When asked by a follower how it could possibly perform every Xbox controller function despite only having one analog stick, two shoulder buttons and no start, select or Xbox guide buttons, Rudism explained how it worked in greater detail. The secret reportedly lies in the yellow slider button, which usually toggles the toy's functions so the buttons make either educational or musical sounds. Rudism's mod changes the yellow slider so that switching it toggles the stick's functionality between the left and right analog stick and toggles the face buttons between ABXY and the start, select and guide buttons. While there are only two bumpers, these can be tilted left or right, so they can already handle both LTLB and RTRB. So that's just crazy, man. Here's a man with with exceptional skill, and he just made a whole controller. So here's the Twitter right here down here. Uh, I'm gonna shrink it back to normal people size, just in case that uh, you know we're gonna shrink it back to normal people size that way y'all can see. So there's the Twitter Twitter feed right there. Make sure y'all check his Twitter out. Um, You know what I'm saying? That way y'all can go check this out. I mean, matter of fact,
1: I'm... Here it is, the Fisher-Price controller. Still has all the sounds that it comes with in the box, but it also can play games. Um, So just to give you a rundown of how it all works and to placate any naysayers out there, um, quick rundown. We've got Elden Ring running on our Alienware laptop. By the way, they sponsored my builds. Shout-outs to them. Um, we've got USB cable in the back, and that's running all the way out here, and then, and so I'll plug it in, and like so. So I'm doing it all in one shot, just so that you can see, it is real indeed. Here you go. Left thumb no. moves around. around. Um, we've got uh, jump, we've got roll, we've got usabilities, so A, B, X, and Y doesn't do too much on Elden Ring, but... You can see that the menu changes there. Um, we've got D-pad, so if you check on the bottom,
0: that's crazy, bro. It's really making all the noises too. <laughs> it's definitely making all the noises. That's wild, bro. <laughs> that's wild, man. That is wild. Hey, man, shout out to Rudeism. You know, first and foremost, he he did something that's mad dope. He made a whole, you know, he he made a whole thing. He did something dope with his skills, man that's that's real dope you know and it's dope to see gamers you know who have like otherworldly abilities and or just skills that they have acquired over a lifetime right some people are engineers some people are coders some people good with their hands some people good with their brain and they do these things and they create mods they create special controllers um some people create their own consoles i know it's people on youtube who like they refurbish old consoles or they like create a whole nother console with uh integration of a pre-existing console so like these people make emulator kind of console pieces in a sense but it's kind of not all in all it's still like mad creative that these people is coming up and doing this type of stuff and it's going viral and or it's getting traction because they did something that they like to do so that's mad dope man but let's go ahead and move on to the final thing in quick hits headline reads best final fantasy games rank now this particular segment we may or may not exceed the regular time limit which usually is about five minutes and i'm gonna preface this you know before we get into it by saying if you're new to this and you've been tuning in for the past few episodes the show is normally not 40 minutes long it's only 40 minutes long. If I start to go on about something, ramble, I have thoughts. I'm picking it up, dropping it, picking it up, dropping it, or whatever is going on. And the topics, it require an extensive thought process and, extensive, and an extensive conversation about it. So even if I'm spitballing or trying to figure it out and it's on the top of my tongue, we still going to go through that because at the end of the day, that's how a thought process works. That's how our hypothesis and things are. Once you come up with a theory, it has to be put to the test or you have to wait. And even if you are thinking about something that's extravagant, it doesn't mean that it's false or it's just a theory itself. Even though I do theory craft and I will let you guys know I theory craft. There's also the fact that, okay, it could be something so far fetched that no one has imagined it yet. And whatever this unimaginative answer is, is what it a situation could or could not be right but i digress let's go ahead and get into this so apparently they ranked all the final fantasy games from like best from like the least best to the best starting with um you know they're going 14 all the way to one so it's like 14 slots it's way more than 14 games i believe but i'm guessing they are going from 14 um whatever the case may be so let's, um, let me go and read this a, a bit of this real quick to see why, if we can uh, find out why they do or don't have all of them in there. Okay, I'm gonna I'm blow this up, you know, get the old people swag going. All right. Final Fantasy is one of the most important and influential video game series of all time. Facts. It's also one of the most varied, Ever since the original Final Fantasy on NES, the series has experimented and evolved, often redefining the standards for an entire genre. Whether it's new settings and characters or radically different battle systems, no two-numbered Final Fantasy titles are the same. Facts for the most part. But which entry is the best Final Fantasy game? With Final Fantasy... Okay. X is 10. That's 15. 16. Okay. Yeah, I just went through that don't don't do me i know i got rumor numerals in my at name relax don't don't try and do me okay don't don't try and do me with final fantasy 16 on the horizon and seemingly poised to change up the series once again we decided to look back at the previous mainline numbered final fantasy games and rank our favorites that means no spin-offs or direct sequels like strangers of paradise final fantasy origin final fantasy x2 or final fantasy tactics are on this list Okay, and this is coming from GameSpot as well, so don't get mad at me. Get mad at GameSpot if you don't like this. Well, almost all of the mainline games. We left Final Fantasy 11, no, yeah, 11 and 14 off this list since they're long running MMOs. Yes, Final Fantasy 11, no, yeah, 11 is still active in parentheses that are difficult to compare against their single-player counterparts. But rest assured, many of us play and enjoy both and will list them high on our personal Final Fantasy rankings. So I do like that they um, that they gave a description and reasons why they did or did not do something. So based on that and uh, how they like this, we're gonna go through it. Now, let's start with number 14, Final Fantasy II. Personally, I haven't played Final Fantasy II, but for the most part final fantasy in itself they have great storylines Their games are great especially story wise and you know we're we talking about like NES to like now so how these games function and gameplay range from like 32 bit 64 bit type games to 3D you know final fantasy 7 remake type stuff final fantasy 12 type battle systems you know, these are two completely different games. And, you know, they're they're different games at different times. So at number 14, they have Final Fantasy 2. I more or less don't see an issue here. Um, Let's go down. So number 13 is Final Fantasy 15. If I'm getting any of these Roman numerals wrong, please let me know. So I'm not too mad at this one as well. I mean, I know who Noctis is because he's in Tekken. Um, and just because, you know, Final Fantasy, I I try and keep up at least with the new releases. Um, I haven't played this one as well. You know, I've heard good things, bad things about it, but nonetheless, I'm not mad at a 13 placement. I'm not, I'm not upset at that. Coming in at 12, ironically, is Final Fantasy 13. Now this, uh, at 12... I kind of have an issue with depending on what they put ahead of time um, or ahead in the space. Final Fantasy Thirteen got a lot of like backlash at a certain point or when it came out, but it wasn't bad. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't bad. It was actually really, really good. I liked it. Fourteen. I liked it. The the battle system. I liked the paradigm system. I liked it. The characters. I mean, Snow White might have been mad and fucking annoying. Excuse my language, but yeah, like it was dope. I liked it, it. I played a little bit of thirteen too, but on my personal list, I probably have Final Fantasy thirteen a little higher, just because of the battle system. Let's go ahead and move on to number eleven. Number eleven is Final Fantasy three. So this one is an older game, as well. Um, do they? Yeah. So this was on the NES. So this is probably more along the lines of thirty-two bit, sixty-four bit type wave um final fantasy 3 i don't think i've played this one i played one of these super old games now it could have been two it could have been three it could have been four i don't know bro i just know it was mad old, and i played it i just don't remember but i did enjoy myself playing it whichever one it was so you know eh, i I wouldn't say it's better than final fantasy 13 but this this is day list so it's cool i'm not too mad at that uh, uh it's not nothing too much at number 10 we have the first and original final fantasy um yeah man i mean hey man the original gotta be a top 10 dead or a lot. you know just because you got to put the respect on what started it all you know you have to put the respect on what kicked off uh a triple a long-lasting legendary franchise run of games you know final fantasy has to be like top five franchise games and if not top five it has to be a top 10 franchise games of all time just because we about to be on like i mean we not that far off from from a final fantasy 20 game like that's the crazy part we we not that far off from a final fantasy 20 so 10, I, I can accept that, I can accept that. Next, we have Final Fantasy, what is this, 11 or eight? What is nine? I think this is nine. Yeah, this is nine. Yeah, yeah, this is nine. Ha, nine at nine, wow. Um, Nine, we got Vivi on the cover. Um, Vivi is a loved character, I like Vivi. I did not play nine on a personal note, I didn't play nine i mean we have the good gracious of youtube so i can really i can watch all of these if i really want to i can watch them all but um i'm not i'm not mad at this i'm not mad at this that's cool that's cool next we have final fantasy 4 i believe yeah yeah it's four because if it's before it then it's four okay yeah four um like i said i've played either one two three or four or some of the older ones and it's cool you know what i'm saying it's really really cool um I just i'm a person that likes story right i like story so i can appreciate and love a combat system but a combat system alone is not gonna be enough to carry any game for me it has to be the entire package so there has to be a good and or a great combat system mechanic system and there has to be a good enough story right like i'm playing outriders right now and when Outriders came out, it was a lot of issues or whatever, and I saw a lot of reviews from different content creators, and they said that the story was iffy. But I'm playing the game, and I'm like, hold up, I like this I like this type of story. You know, you get sci-fi, you get action, you get, you know, oh, it's the end of the world, we're the last humans on Earth type of thing. Oh, and, I, and I'm with that, I like that. It reminds me of The 100. If y'all ever know what the show 100 is, I recommend y'all watch that, it's a good watch. It, it kind of reminds me of that. And it, and now you know just on the imaginative, imaginative entertainment side of things, it's like oh, I'm actually part of the 100 in a sense. You know what I'm saying? So Final Fantasy 4, um, I guess at 8 is cool. I guess that's cool. Let's move on. So next we have Final Fantasy 8. We have Final Fantasy 8 at number seven. I find it funny that they put in these that they put some of these games like right after like at before or after the number that they are so like nine was not on nine but then like at number 12 was final fantasy 13 so it's like in chronological order or it's backwards it's it's kind of funny i I find that highly ironic i don't know if they did that on purpose or what but it is whatever you know we got a squall on the you know we got a squall we got leon on the thing um final fantasy 8 i didn't play that as well but you know what? I'm not too mad at it. I know y'all probably like, bruh, I'm not about to listen to some person who ain't never played the games. Blah, 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 blah. Bruh, relax. I played enough of the games and I love Final Fantasy. At the end of the day, I didn't play all of them because, mind you, some of these games came out on certain platforms and on other things that's mad old. And then I got to find the time to play these things. And then I play games how I play them. So I be in the shit and I be wanting to do a lot of stuff at one time. So I go do a main quest and I go do like five side quests just to be super OP for the next five hours of the game. (laughs) Like, that's just the type of person I am. So like, it's going to take me a minute to really get through a whole franchise of games and play a franchise of games. And then at the time, all these games coming out in real time, I'm already playing a whole bunch of different video games anyway. And then everybody got real life to live. So get off my dick. Um, Let's keep going. At number six see look look they did it again final fan at number six we got final fantasy seven um final fantasy seven not being a top five final fantasy game is kind of alarming i'm not gonna lie but i don't know what they kind of basing this on and for me i mean i mean it's like this if final fantasy seven is not in anybody's top five final fantasy games then it has to be the free space on the bingo card. It has to be the free space because there's no way nobody... It's like, how do you not like Final Fantasy VII? And you have to explain that to me. I like Final Fantasy VII. Hey, man, the man himself said it. The man himself said it. He said, when Eric died, yeah, I admit it, I cried a bit. Take a real nigga that acknowledge it. You probably did it too. I mean, end quote. I'm just saying, bro. Banco ain't lied. We all know how that was. It was was a mess. But let's keep going. At number five, we have Final Fantasy V. I'm saying, bro. I I think they did this on purpose. At this point, you had to do this on purpose. Final Fantasy V, okay. I can accept that. At number four, we have Final Fantasy VII Remake. Now, that's crazy. But I mean, I understand it, though. I, I understand it especially with it being a remake and and it has a way better combat system i think it's a it's a lot more digestible especially with the story when you have a more advanced comp Mm, excuse me oh my god Mm, excuse me oh my lord i think it's just a better uh, way to digest a story or games like final fantasy when there's a good combat system now mind you that is it isn't true given the fact that we came a long way in the Final Fantasy franchise, just from like whatever they was able to do from all these decades ago to now. But as far as now, yeah, I can I can see this being the top five Final Fantasy game for sure. Final Fantasy VII remake. Next we have Final Fantasy X. As a kid, I used to call it Final Fantasy X. <laughs> oh man, so I had this X2 and 12 on PlayStation 2 man i played these games all the time i played them all the time so i i but i don't think x is i i, I call it x i don't think 10 is a top three though i don't think 10 is a top three i will put 10-2 as a top three but they not considering the spinoffs or the side games and i can see 10-2 and yeah 10-2 is a side game but i have more fun playing as the gold wings than i did in, in 10 you know I, I just have more fun like that that's my take that's my opinion that's how i feel about it but let's go ahead and move on to number two okay final fantasy 12 the zodiac age at number two so they specifically put the zodiac age at number two which i can respect but at the same time even if it wasn't the zodiac age i would still have final fantasy 12 as high as this because personally final fantasy 12 is number one for me final fantasy number yeah 12 is my favorite final fantasy game the story is great everything about this game is damn near almost flawless it's almost flawless like i love this game so much i literally have to play it once a year all the way through at least one time and now that i said this i have to do that i think you know what i'm gonna do i think i'm gonna make this a stream i think i'm gonna go ahead and stream it or i'm gonna just go ahead and record me playing it and then i upload it in parts on youtube and let y'all experience it one year that way you know all right y'all know you know how it's going down and then i like i do different things every time so i have the original one i have the um I got the emulator I got the PCSX2 emulator on my laptop so I have the uh international whatever version I I downloaded that one I think it was like the international zodiac something something so I still only get the one uh skill thing I don't get the two like you do in the zodiac age in the zodiac age you can get uh basically two skill sets and then the other ones you only get one so either way final fantasy 12 at number two is very respectable number one i have no idea what number one is but personally on my list top three final fantasy 12 is in there at number one all right and last but not least at number one we have final fantasy six um i haven't played six but this is their list so they think it's better than 12 um so obviously i do have a lot of catching up to do and i will do so but um i guess i mean I'm, I'm gonna have to accept it this is what they think is the top 14 15 games um you know so i'm gonna just have to check this out i'm gonna just have to check that out it is what it is man but that's gonna do it for quick hits we go move on into the main topic but before we do move on to the main topic make sure y'all hit that like button and subscribe to the page that way Y'all can get notified and y'all can tap into the show when the episode gets aired. Make sure y'all hit the links in the description to support the boy. We got merch, we got music, all kinds of stuff that you can do and buy to support the show. So in today's main topic, we uh, have a very, this is something that took me by surprise. And I didn't expect to be seeing this, especially from this company and I just, I really didn't expect this whatsoever. So now that this is here, I just have a question and I'm going to save that question till after we go ahead and get uh, you know, we get some of this article out the way. So let's get into it. Headline reads, Square Enix sells Crystal Dynamics, Eidos or Eidos Montreal and more including Tomb Raider IP to Embracer Group. Now, first and foremost, I'm going to go back big screen. Hopefully I'm back big screen. Embracer Group has been buying up a lot of developers and a lot of IPs for maybe the past year and a half, maybe two years. Now, I've been keeping an eye on this and I've actually been reporting on this on my show, on this show and doing this stuff. So I've been tapping in and I've been aware of them buying this and buying that. Like, they bought um THQ Nordic, I believe. Which means they are the ones in control of the Darksiders IP. Now, I'm a Darksiders fan. So, now, it's like, bro, I want Darksiders 4. Bro, I followed Gunfire Games, and I was like, bro, Darksiders 4. I'm literally doing the good fight, and I'm being obnoxio- obnoxiously annoying on purpose to remind them guys and to remind them that hey, we want Dark Siders for do 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 some justice and give Strife a proper game, and or do some justice. Let us play Strife in the traditional Dark Siders element that we got to play War Fury and and Death in, and also finish this and finish this thing out we already had it in mind okay four horsemen four games maybe five because all right the last one we might be playing with all of them but if y'all only gonna be able to have one more game just give us everybody give strife a nice little cut and portion of the game but then give us everybody if that's what it is because honestly i don't know what embracer group is planning to do because they've been snatching up stuff quietly for a little minute now so Let's go ahead and get into it. Um, Make sure this is blew up for old people. You know, I got them old people eyes, man. The older I get, the worse they get. Um, All right. Embracer Group has entered into an agreement to acquire Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal from Square Enix alongside a catalog of intellectual properties that includes Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, and more than 50 others too. Embracer Group is paying $300 million for these studios and associated IPs and is doing it on a quote-unquote cash and debt-free basis to be, fi- to be paid to full at closing, according to the company. In total, this acquisition will result in roughly 1,100 employees from these three studios across eight locations around the world, becoming Embracer Group employees. This purchase is expected to close during the second year of Embracer Group's 2022-2023 financial year, or in other words, sometime between July and September of this year. Okay, so Embracer, they're just, like I said, they just been buying up everything, bro. Like they buying up stuff on the low and they snatching up some IPs, man. It's it's, It's like some of these IPs you wouldn't even think. But then it's like, like I said, Darksiders. When I when I learned they they snark, they snatched THQ up, I was like, oh shit, here the fuck we go. What's gonna happen now? Cause I never heard of Embracer Group. And then when I got into who Embracer Group was, and you know what that company was and what they was doing, I'm like, oh man, I'm just just gonna have to see. And this is something, and that's something I say with a lot of these moves that these companies make and these people make. We're just going to have to see. I can only theory craft so much without so much information. I like to be actual factual. So therefore, I'm not going theorycraft too much to the point where I'm going to just sound and look cracked out. Now, I know I might have did that the last time talking about the NASA stuff and the comment and all that. Give or take, I'll take that, you know, it's give or take. But I mean, at some point, you got to start asking these questions and you got to start alluding to some of these things because there's a big what if factor for Darksiders because it's been so long now. So unless they add and perfecting this game and it's going to be the most perfect first person, not first person, the most perfect. And it's going to be the perfect ever game in life. That's a single player story mode action action game. I mean, OK, I understand. But Jesus, bro, we want the damn game. I'm going to keep bringing it back to that because I want that damn game. All right, man, let's, let's keep going, man. Let's keep going. We got some quotes. We got some quotes. So let's go ahead and read some quotes. We are thrilled to welcome these studios into the Embracer Group, quote unquote. Embracer Group co-founder and group CEO, Lars Wingsfords writes in the release. All right, before I continue, I have a thing about people named Lars. Ever since Tekken 6 and they introduced Lars, he's been nicknamed Launcher God, at least in my eyes. A lot of his moves he can set up launches, especially if you put in the time to lab and learn Lars. He is like launch Jesus, bro. He, like, you could get put into a launch and a combo off like a punch kick punch, bro. Fucking like just messing with Lars, bro. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears. I'm just saying, bro, if he's if you are Lars, if you are a launch God, okay. Launch Darksiders 4. <laughs> Please have the I'm not, bruh. Launch Darksiders 4. Trust me. Launch Darksiders 4. Quote, We recognize the fantastic IP, world-class creative talent, and track record of Eslix excellence that have been demonstrated time and again over the past decades. It has been a great pleasure meeting with leadership teams and discussing future plans for how they can realize their ambitions and become a great part of Embracer. End quote. So that's, that's, you know I mean? Okay, that's cool, you know. It seemed like Embracer is uh, definitely into the gaming space and they definitely, oh, I should have messed up. And they definitely into the um whole thing and they want to, the gaming space and the games that they have acquired to do well. Square Enix America and Europe CEO Phil Rogers writes in the release that Embracer is the best kept secret in gaming and that it's a quote unquote massive decentralized collection of entrepreneurs who whom we are thrilled to become a part of today. He calls Embracer Group the perfect fit for Square Enix America in Europe's ambitions, which is to quote unquote, make high quality games with great people sustainably and grow our existing franchise to to their best versions. Okay, before I say something, I'm going to keep reading. Since Embracer is acquiring not just Crystal Dynamics, but the tomb raider ip as well it sounds like the next tomb raider game which is an out which was announced just a few weeks ago as a title that will be developed completely in unreal engine 5 will be an embracer title as for square enix decide yeah as for why square enix decided to sell these studios to begin with which includes the studios behind marvel's avengers and marvel's guardians of the galaxy square enix sites hold on let me redo that for y'all so y'all can see this right quote unquote adapting to the changes underway in the global business environment and the rise of blockchain technology cloud gaming and artificial intelligence and its own investment in each so that's big right there right so we all know that i'm gonna go big screen i'm gonna go big screen hopefully i'm big screen all right hopefully i'm big screen so there's this conversation of NFTs and crypto and, and gaming, right? I mean, it's already happening. And with Square Enix, I think they would benefit the most from that just off of Final Fantasy alone. Like, imagine you own the original, you know, whatever blade from whatever, and you got the first one, or you got the second one, or you got the, so many early copies of that NFT, or you got this and you got that, and then you can sell it and sell it and sell it. Because, mind you, if Final Fantasy was like these games now where they're kind of live service or they're, you know, people can hop into your story mode and then y'all can get uh, get items and stuff like that for all oh, multiplayer purposes or this whatever the case. Like, no, oh ooh, ooh, ooh. If Final Fantasy was like Borderlands, bruh, if Final Fantasy was like Borderlands, and you added NFTs, bruh. It'd be crazy. But um, nonetheless, yeah. Square, yeah, what it says as far as why Square inside to sell these studios include includes studios. You know, I mean, at some point, you got to get ahead of the game in, in some way, form or fashion. You see Google, you see Xbox, you see, well Microsoft, and you see Sony try well mainly xbox mainly Sony, well mainly microsoft and google right they are trying to get ahead of the game with the cloud gaming which is cool somebody got to do it and uh, as far as like the blockchain technology i'm pretty sure you know in, in all these different sectors of the companies they got people working on blockchain and they got people looking into this stuff and taking care of this stuff so i have no issues or nothing there one way or another we're going to be going into this world of gaming where our experience is going to be completely different so how like a lot of people say like oh man back in my day we used to have to play like this okay well cool now does that so prime example right how gamers today can just hop online and play with people across the world. But then back in the day, we really had to go across town, go across the street, go down the street, around the corner, take a left, cut through the house. And then, you know, you're at your friend's house, you knock on the door, you play the game, you got to go over to somebody's house to actually play with them. Nowadays, you don't have to do that. But now, that intimate, uh, yes, it's, it's an intimate thing. That intimate in the whole actual action of playing with somebody else is going to be outdated now and it's not going to matter because you're going to have a generation of people and people from that generation who just are completely assimilated and acclimated to a new gaming experience so when they're talking about and they mention adapting to the changes underway in the global business environment that's not just gaming that's not just gaming So now how cloud gaming is, which is also mentioned, right? Cloud gaming, I have Google Stadia. I can literally pull up Stadia on my phone and play at a baseball game, play at a basketball game. I could play on the bus, I could play in a car, I could play outside walking on my phone, on a tablet, on my laptop, on my PC, on my smart TV, on anything that will allow me to download the app or access the Google Chrome browser this is where we are heading if not this not where we are right now the gaming experience is completely changing right in front of our eyes and you have people who are going to die with their console and die with the platform that they like until their platform forces them and shifts them into the new experience whatever the new experience may be so um as far as you know, Embracer Group, I mean, it's I haven't really been looking into Embracer Group lately, but at the same time, you know, if Square Enix and people and uh and, and these people at Embracer Group are coming out saying good things and they have high hopes for the future and they can't wait to really get to work and you know continue to put out these IPs and work on them and it seems like everybody is gonna keep their job. Um I mean, it's only a matter of time, and like, it's, and like they said, it's kind of like Embracer Group is low-key a best-kept secret. I mean, I'm only as far as the show goes, as far as this show, the Gamers then that I created. I only report on Embracer Group every now and every now and then. So, if and then what they mentioned AI, artificial intelligence that's where we get into the vr type of situation i feel like and i don't know too much about vr in itself and i haven't personally experienced vr and if actually i have but it's been a while so i gotta get you know one of those new meta quest i gotta get one of those but um let's go ahead and just get back into this let's go ahead and get back into this and finish this up the quote unquote the transaction will assist the company in adapting to the changes underway in the global business environment by establishing a more efficient allocation of resources, which will enhance corporate value by accelerating growth in the company's core businesses in the digital entertainment domain, Square Enix writes, Square Enix writes in its own release, quote-unquote. In addition, the, transi- the transaction enables the launch of new business by moving forward with investments in fields such as blockchain, AI, and the cloud, end quote. Right, right, right. So they basically just are uh, reiterated what we just read. I don't understand why they did that. But um, yeah, yeah, they just keep repeating stuff. Yeah, okay. So they just keep going down. And um, ooh, 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 we got another quote. And then what it says, after this transaction closes later this year, Embracer Group says the US will be its number one country by number of game developers with Canada in place for second. Yeah, yeah second place for it. Let's read this quote. Quote-unquote, in total, post-pending closings, Embracer will have more than 14,000 employees, 10,000 engaged game developers, and 124 internal studios, the release reads, quote-unquote, Embracer's upcoming content pipeline includes more than 230 games with more than 30 AAA games. This acquisition will bring additional scale to Embracer's current AAA segment, and Embracer will have one of the largest pipelines of PC con- slash console games games content across the industry, across all genres, end quote. That's nuts, bro. Did you not hear these numbers? 14,000 employees, 10,000 engaged game developers, 124 internal studios which includes 230 games with 30 of those being triple A games. Anybody at Embracer Group, and you see this, I need Dark Siders 4 to be one of the 30. If y'all bought THQ, which means y'all call the shots with gunfire, I need Dark Siders 4, okay? We, as gamers, need Darksiders 4, okay? We need it, we want it, and we will pay. Darksiders 4, please. It's the first and last time I'm going to ask, please. Nothing is going to happen to you, except for me getting on Twitter and asking, and not even asking. I'm going to just tweet Siders 4 under everything you say, until I get it. Then I might forget after like the first three times. Yeah, that's how they usually go. <laughs> that's crazy though, man. Um, I digress. With a, with all of this stuff that Embracer Group is acquiring, I'm just hoping they can maintain this and they can put out quality. Because the question now is going to be quality versus quantity. Is having 15, 14,000 employees and... Ten thousand developers and all this crazy numbers is—is is that gonna do you good? It like like is that gonna be good? Like what's like, what's the point of having all of this if the games come out trash, right? And this is where I'm theory crafted because we're gonna have to see at some point. So you have fourteen thousand employees, ten thousand developers, hundred and twenty-four internal studios and y'all are apparently going to have 200 plus games come out quality versus quantity if the quality if the quality isn't there having all of these people in all of these studios means nothing if the quality is there then that means they did a good job they made good acquisitions and they didn't change much or they didn't impose too much on these studios and on these developers to put games out, or to change it, or whatever the case may be. Now, we just gonna have to see, man. We just gonna have to see. As long as they don't butcher Dark Side is 4, I'm great. Oh, 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 look, 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 what did I say? The company says it believes there would be an increasingly strong demand for quote-unquote high-quality content, including AAA single-player games over the next decade in this transaction will help you meet that demand dark siders 4 we want dark siders 4 we want dark siders 4 we want dark siders 4, 4. Mm-mm. ds4 ds4 Mm-mm. ds4 ds4 uh-uh. ds4 ds4 Mm-mm. ds4 ds4 uh-huh. ds4 ds4 Mm-mm. ds4 ds4 <laughs> ds4 <inaudible> ds4 mm, 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 mm. mm, 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 mm. now embracer group i own that melody i own that whole beat i just made i own that whole thing y'all just saw we could turn that into a promo trailer right for darksiders 4 have them people reach out to me gunfire games whoever is working on that game right now and you see this holla at me big screen big screen big screen big screen holla at me get at my twitter email me something we can work we can get the music we can talk to the music department and we can have them do whatever boom all that stuff right and then when we make the trailer let's make strife fun right because strife got that he got the banter he witty he's slick talk right right so let's do that right and let's just show off when the time comes and we can show off the fireness. that's the gameplay obviously you know we're gonna do our cinematic thing we're gonna work with the media the media department we're gonna work with them and then guess what we could do we could just sit there and just have the whatever i was just singing be the song for the trailer right and then you know when i was like boom boom that's where strife starts shooting and then yeah you know then obviously we're gonna flush the song out you know that's just the template a little new little melody for everybody Cool, you know what I'm saying? And then guess what? The numbers gonna go up. The numbers gonna go up. Then everybody gonna be excited. Right. And then guess what? That's it, baby. We in there. DS4, man. DS4. Put it to you like this. If we live in the continuity and multiverse Or we live on in in and on the version of Earth where future drops dirty sprite four before Darksiders four come out. I'm gonna be upset. I don't want that to happen, right? So, yeah, man. Um, it's a lot more, man. They, they, um. man they even like yeah i forgot embracer group got take two interactive as well oh and they got zynga that's right that's right yo yeah they kind of skated away with a steel low key Ooh. <laughs> okay man so we, all in all when it's said and done with embracer group um you know they have been making moves and so far it seems like what i'm thinking as i learn information whether it's on the show or outside of the show it seems to be lining up hopefully in theory it comes out to be correct or you know i'm close to the bull's eye you know if i throw the dart hopefully i'm inside and i hit close and not and i'm not out um and you know i'm i'm excited to see where this goes you know i'm excited to see where this goes ds4 ds4 ds4, DS4 dark is 4 let's go um they they're trying to focus on single player triple a games that's what I'm talking about let's go bring back single player games single player games for the win let's go yeah single player games single player games are the best games ever let's fucking go but um for sure man for sure um it's also good to know that here's a group a company whatever, and they're in tandem and they're in hand with other groups and companies of people who are interested in what's going on in the world and how this is the theory craft part right and how the gaming experience is going to matter and how it's going to change so no matter how you like it and no matter how prehistoric you want to stay the gaming experience as a whole is changing right before our eyes with cloud gaming with mobile gaming with anything the experience is changing now so for sure you know it's it's just gonna keep changing from here on out we you know vr is popping apparently and yeah man everything is just gonna keep continuing to grow and that's just how it's that's how it's supposed to be so all in all embracer group i can't wait to see what y'all do man i can't see what happens unfold 14 000 people 10,000 developers I, I i gotta see some y'all y'all doing all this stuff when it's time to put numbers on the board i hope y'all show up that's all i got to say i just hope y'all show up i don't have any i'm not leaning towards bad or good i'm i'm staying right in the middle um you know i'm gonna call it as it is i'm not gonna be biased or nothing like that i'm just really gonna push for darksiders 4 and hopefully i said darksiders 4 and ds4 so much to the point where somebody gets to you guys and be like bro this man is not stopping about ds4 and I need him to stop about this DS4. So can y'all make DS4 and report it out, please? If I hear him have to say Dark Side is 4 one more time, my big screen. Hope I'm big screen. So um, yeah, man. <laughs> and that's gonna do it for this episode of the Gamers Den. Appreciate y'all tuning in to this episode. Um, like I said, there are links in the description. That way you can su- and um, you know you can support um just tripping and can't talk or whatever the case may be (laughs) nonetheless like i said links are in the description that way you can support merch music make sure y'all follow me all that good stuff and i'm gonna catch y'all next time gone